You might not have put two and two together or realize that this podcast, it's actually produced by a nonprofit, listener-supported Wyoming Public Media. We're just a little old station housed in a basement on the beautiful University of Wyoming campus. We aren't getting paid big bucks as a for-profit business. No siree, we're making this podcast not for money, but because everyone on our team believes in what we do, telling the missing stories of the real American West. But that means we rely on people like you. If you make sure to download every episode as soon as it comes out, or have been telling all your friends what a big Modern West fan you are, or would be seriously bummed if we disappeared from your feed, If all that describes you, I wonder if you'd take a quick minute to do something for me. Get into your browser and search for themodernwest.org and find the donate button. It doesn't matter how much you commit to, $5 or $100. It just matters that you show us that you want us to keep telling these stories. My recommendation? Pause this episode and do it real quick before you forget at themodernwest.org. Growing up in a ranching town in Colorado, I was in complete awe of the cowboys in our midst. They exuded confidence, manliness, independence. They were the standard by which we all measured ourselves. Like Jake Heflin, my dad's good old buddy, a horse trainer, and for me, the quintessential cowboy. Bow-legged and mostly toothless, our families used to get together to play music. Yeah, I can hear you do it. That's Jake's scratchy voice singing, and on harmony is his daughter Judy. She tells me about how Jake followed the rodeo to Madison Square Garden and even into Elvis movies as a stuntman. Those movies, um, not so politically correct. In the 50s, they were making movies, left and right Western movies, and he would always be some like wild Indian or something, you know, going off of a. He was, he was the, the female lead, he played her. And he was in a dress when he jumped <laughs> off of a cliff. That's what he said, yeah. Yeah. And he had to jump off a cliff. On a horse. On a horse. Yeah. And there's something about that image of Jake in a dress leaping off a cliff on a horse that tells you a lot about the myth of the cowboy. He's a free spirit. Because he is an individualist. He's called a great individualist. He uh, is bound to no person except his conscience is right. He does what's right. But like the cowboy in the dress, a whole lot of the cowboy mythos is a trick of the eye, make-believe, because we hardly ever see the sweat and tears of the real ranching life. The romanticness of, of ranch, you know, is probably what keeps people going and probably what, you know, what doesn't keep them there because it don't turn out to be that that romantic. It's hard work. And there's other misconceptions. For instance, did you know that in Wyoming, the so-called cowboy state, ranching only accounts for 2% of the overall GDP? And all those livestock leases to graze on public lands? Public lands ranching provides less than 3% of the beef consumed in the United States. So it's not as if 
this is a major market force driver for the beef industry overall in the United States. Yeah, we can't shake it. It's who we are. Go to any country in the world and wear a cowboy hat and some pointy boots. People know, oh, hey, that's an American. But the more I dig into this myth, the squishier it gets. From Wyoming Public Media and PRX, this is the Modern West, exploring the evolving identity of the American West. I'm Melody Edwards. First of all, there's the fact that the cowboy isn't European to begin with. He originated with the Mexican vaquero. Poet Aaron Abeda descended from people fleeing Spanish conquistadors. Think of the violence of that era. Think of the way that people were colonized and the brutality of that colonization. How do you heal that, right? Maybe you remove yourself from it. Once European settlers appropriated the vaquero culture, they took it deep into the Rocky Mountains and brought their domesticated cattle with them. And that meant displacing the enormous herds of bison and the people who relied on them who were already roaming there. The plains looked like winter because of the number of bones that littered the prairie. So they collected those bones and put them on trains and they were shipped back east and made into fertilizer in fine China. By growing the cattle industry, industrializing it, the goal was to offer the finest, most coveted food available, beef, to humanity worldwide. But that led to a lot of problems, says animal welfare expert Temple Grandin. See, the thing about big, big is fragile. It's fragile. You know, in the Southwest in particular, grazing is one of the leading causes for species to be listed under the Endangered Species Act. But there's a funny thing about those cowboys. They have a lot of courage and humility. They'll put on a dress and ride a horse off a cliff. And they work hard. The great individualist is still very much alive and well in the West. And a new generation of ranchers is bound and determined to reinvent itself. Your soil is, is a little healthier. Your, your grass is a little, little healthier. You don't have that oxidizing grass anymore. And it does show itself over time. These are some of the oldest surface water rights in the state of Wyoming, some of the oldest ranches, some of the most magnificent places you have ever seen that stand to be lost. And it makes me almost cry because I've seen them and I have been on them and I know what will be lost. Some are embracing their role as stewards of the land. Really, in the bigger picture, I'm a caretaker here. And can I leave it as well or better than I found it? Yeah, that's, I think if I do, I've done well. This season of the modern West, we mingle among herds of wild bison, trek out to the desert to see the damage of overgrazing, witness the last of a historic sheep drive, and sit in the back of a courtroom as ranchers fight to protect the water cycle in an age of climate change. We're calling it The Great Individualist, coming to you every other Wednesday, starting May 11th. Bring your cowboy hat or not. In these parts, everyone has a right to be an individual.
One of our goals is to get a dialogue flowing about the stories that we're telling. We're hoping that you'll join the conversation. So connect with us on social media and let us know what your thoughts are, whether you agree with what you're hearing or not. We're at Modern West Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's Modern West Pod.